the F and what? Episode number eight. Naked Disney World brawls. Teacher did a bad thing. And Denzil said what? Ladies and gentlemen, the Ukrainian chorus Dumka of New York. Welcome to What the F and What. I'm Dave Worthams. And I'm Angela Clock. So, not the usual cheery music that we usually start our podcast with, but considering what's happening in Ukraine, I figured that SNL provided us with a perfect example on how to start the show. And for those of you who didn't see SNL this past weekend, instead of their usual cold open full of jokes, Cecily Strong and Kate McKinnon introduced the Ukrainian chorus Dumka of New York, who sang Prayer for Ukraine. And after they were done, Cecily and Kate said, live from New York, it's Saturday night. And the camera panned down on a table in front of them that was full of tea candles. And the candles were arranged to spell out the word Kiev. And that's where our hearts are tonight, as we record this on Ash Wednesday. And it also makes me think of Stephen Colbert's answer to a question about his comedy and his faith and if the two conflict. Right. You posted that on your Facebook page this week. Um, He was asked that question by Dua Lipa about three weeks ago on his show. Yeah, and I think his answer is why it's important for us to still do our podcast and still find a way to laugh and have fun, but I'll let Steven say it for himself. In the same way, that sadness is like a little bit of an emotional death, but not a defeat if you can find a way to laugh about it, because that laughter keeps you from having fear of it, and fear is the thing that keeps you from turning to evil devices to save you from the sadness. As Robert Hayden said, we must not be frightened or cajoled into accepting evil as our deliverance from evil. We must keep struggling to maintain our humanity, though monsters of abstraction threaten and police us. So if there's some relationship between my faith and my comedy, it's that no matter what happens, you are never defeated. You must understand and see this in the light of eternity and find some way to love and laugh with each other. So today we're gonna do exactly that. We're going to love and laugh with each other, and we will find the light in all of this darkness. Just like all those memes you keep sending me with the Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky in them. Yeah, especially that one where it's pretty clear that Jeremy Renner is the perfect actor to play him in the movie about this shit years from now. 
And don't forget about that one with the message from the Ukrainian Library Association. Um, library. Library. <laughs> <sighs> that was the best because it said bloody hell. Looking at a message from the Ukraine Library Association concerning the cancellation of their forthcoming conference. It basically says, we will reschedule just as soon as we have finished vanquishing our invaders. Ukrainian librarians, I salute you. We should play Tay again one more time for that. Okay. Um, library. <laughs> My personal favorite is the one that lists the heaviest objects in the universe. It starts out with the sun, followed by a neutron star, followed by a black hole, and it ends with, quote, the Ukrainian people's balls. Or there's the one that says, things on Earth you can see from space. Starts with the Great Pyramids of Giza, the Amazon River, the Grand Canyon, and the balls of Voldemir Zelensky. We've got some great ones out there. But in, at the end of the day, I just want to say, keep up the good fight, Ukraine. Yes, Slava Ukraine. Have you ever been to Disney World? Not Disneyland, because that's in California, and that's not really a good state for what the F and what stories, like the ones we get from Florida. I was there when I was like three years old. So you probably don't remember much about the place then? Nope, only what I have seen in pictures. So you probably don't remember if there was a naked brawl while you were there either, huh? Absolutely not. Those were not in the pictures. Then do I have a story for you. This one's from our friends at the New York Post. The headline, Drunken Naked Brawl Breaks Out at Disney World in Wild Scene. So last October, two sisters from New Jersey were doing their tourist thing. They grabbed dinner at Disney Springs, at, uh, at the steakhouse there, and then later hit an Irish pub for drinks. When they were ready to go back to their hotel, a Disney security guard called them an Uber. But when the Uber driver arrived, he refused to take them, saying that they were way too drunk. So the security guard called a taxi. While waiting for the taxi, the sisters started arguing. The older sister, who's 31, called the younger sister, who's 29, a bad mom and slapped her. In return, the younger sister allegedly threatened to punch the older sister. So around 12.40 a.m., police found the younger sister screaming and crying near Cirque du Soleil, and she was stripped down to only her underwear and sandals. According to the sheriff's report, after attempting to calm the situation, the security manager said one female slapped the other in the face. At that point, both females began punching and slapping and pulling each other's hair. And here's where it really gets fun. The report continues. Once separated, both sisters ran at each other, slipped in the younger sister's vomit, then fell into the bushes while still fighting. The younger sister then ran a few feet away and took off her dress, exposing her breast. Shortly after that, they started punching each other again. Both women were eventually arrested for misdemeanor domestic violence, battery, and disorderly intoxication. Florida plus New Jersey. That's going to be good stories and some jail time. Turns out you're half right. Disney did not get a video of the brawl, 
so we're missing some evidence here, and the state's attorney declined to pursue the criminal charges because they didn't have a tape. And each of the sisters, who did not sustain any serious injuries, did not request that the other be prosecuted. Oh my God, I'm dying. This is hilarious. So... <laughs> Disney failed because they didn't get any video of this whole thing happening. Right. Number one. And I find it funny that like the start of this fight was basically like telling the other one she's a bad mom. Are they at Disney World with their families? Do we know anything about like that? Or are they just at Disney World without their kids? You know what? It very well may be they decided just to go to Disney World without the kids because there's a lot of adult fun you can have at Disney World without the kids. This is a this this is this is what happens, I guess, when you're in when you when you insult a mom from New Jersey. I'm also really confused at like why any like why they were taking off their clothes like none of that makes sense either <laughs> well it can be kind of humid in florida i guess even in october i mean yeah but it's also nighttime so it's not as bad true i guess the lesson here is since it's been a while since you've been to, to disney world is we got to make this fun for you we got to find people from new jersey who can get into a naked fight in front of you while you're over by Cirque du Soleil. I would prefer to go to Disney World and not have any of that be a problem for my trip. Okay, well, picky picky. Anyway, what the F and what? So usually when you're talking about teachers doing bad things, it's in a state like Florida or New Jersey or Texas. And maybe on occasion in Michigan, but rarely have we had a story from Louisiana. Which I kind of find strange, considering what happens during Mardi Gras in New Orleans with the beads and the drinking and the punchkeys and stuff like that. Are you trying to say something about punchki? Just that I've still never had one, and I even bought you two of them this week. Which made a total of eight of them in my house, so it was definitely a Fat Tuesday. Nice. And that's on you, so you should probably try one at some point. Well, next year. Okay. Your headline, ex-teacher accused of serving semen-laced cupcakes, sentenced to 41 years in prison. In Livingston Parish, Louisiana, Cynthia Perkins was facing 72 charges on various sex crimes. She has agreed to a plea deal in order to avoid many of the charges. Among the things she's pleading guilty to is a charge of mingling harmful substances. Specifically, Cynthia videotaped her now ex-husband Dennis supplying semen that was used to adulterate cupcakes that were later served to children at Livingston's Westside Junior High School. Apparently, she also mixed it into energy drinks served to the victims. Cynthia claims that Dennis manipulated her into committing the crimes. As part of her plea deal, 68 of the 72 charges were dropped, leaving her to plead guilty to second-degree rape, production of child pornography, and conspiracy of mingling harmful substances. She must also testify against Dennis, who is still facing 150 charges, many of which are also sex crimes, including the charge of sexually abusing animals. Wow. 
The couple was busted after authorities received a tip at the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. Investigations later uncovered nude photos of them with a minor. Cynthia ended up resigning from Westside Junior High School the day after her arrest, and Dennis was fired from his job as a deputy in the Livingston Parish Sheriff's Office. Cynthia was sentenced to 41 years in prison with no possibility of parole for the first 40 years of her term. Dennis's trial comes up in May. So the headline started out making it seem like this was really, really funny, but wow, these people are effed up seriously i mean it, it definitely is a good story for what the f and what because this is just kind of something out of fiction it feels like right. um you know even even so like knowing all of the things that and this isn't even the half of it of what what they've done um but she's a teacher and he worked for, you know, he was in the sheriff's office. Like these are two people who hold pretty high positions in the community. Right. And he's got 150. I mean, she had 72 charges against her. He's got 150. That's just absolutely ridiculous. And to do something with an animal on top of second degree rape of a junior high student or something which i'm assuming i actually didn't go through like the massive amounts of pages that were involved in the uh, uh in the lawsuit or the of the charges that were filed just sick and wrong well and i find it also very strange that there was video of him providing the semen like so you're not only going to put it in cupcakes but you're also gonna take video of him making right? it, right? What, what, what are you making a commercial? Is this like a new energy drink or some Ew. gross shit like that? Just horrible, just horrible. And so I feel totally for for the the victims here, and I wish them uh, the best. I mean, I mean that that's not enough to to, to wish them, but still, the, I hopefully justice will be served here. It sounds like so far it has been with her. Um, his trial's coming up, so we'll see what happens after that. Maybe we'll have an update sometime soon. Right. Um, but before we end this one, if you or someone you know are aware of a child who is being abused, please report that to the authorities or at least to the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. The center is a private, nonprofit organization that was established by Congress back in 1984. And it handles cases of missing or exploited children from infancy to young adults all the way up to age 20. In the year 2020, over 21 million reports were submitted to the center, and that was a 29% increase over reports submitted in 2019. So thank you to whoever did submit the tip this time to catch these guys. Um, but the center also operates the cyber tip line which anyone can use to make a report. You can make a report by going to report.cybertip.org. Or by calling 1-800-843-5678, which translates into 1-800-THE-LOST. Okay, 
I want you to pronounce a word for me before we get into this. I'm going to spell it out to you. Ready? D-E-N-Z-E-L. Denzel. You sure? Yep. Denzel. You sure? How many times are you going to ask me? It's Denzel. Okay, if you say so. So back in 2013, our boy D. Washington appeared on the Graham Norton show for, and for some reason, it's gone viral recently. In this video, he shares with us how to pronounce his name. So let's take a listen. This is so rubbish. I, we should have confirmed this. I was calling you Denzel. Is that correct? Actually, it's Denzel. Oh, no, is it really? Yeah, but... So was but, your dad Denzel? Well, he was Denzel. And... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm Denzel Jr. So my mother started calling me Denzel, just so, you know, she'd say Denzel, and we both would show up. Oh, I see. So she started, she started calling me Denzel. It's a pronunciation thing. Yeah. But now you've... Yeah. 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 But you've gone back to... <laughs> so you're Denzel now? No, I'm Denzel. Den is, that, is that what I'm saying? Denzel. Denzel. <laughs> Green. No, Denzel. That's yeah. all we have time for. <laughs> <laughs> but it was lovely to meet you all. No, uh, no seriously, it's Denzel. D Denzel. Denzel, I'm right. Denzel. It is Denzel. Denzel. Okay. So Washington says that while we pronounce his name like it's spelled as Denzel, it's actually Denzel. And like many in the Twitterverse, I'm shook. You know what I'm going to say, right? I'm going to go all coming to America on this one, and I'm going to say his mama called him Denzel. I'm going to call him Denzel. Uh, you don't look like your Arsenio Hall in makeup that makes you look like your old black barber. I don't really care. Play the clip. His mama named Clee. I'm going to call him Clee. So, eight podcast episodes in the can. And to be honest, that's eight more than I thought we'd come up with. So, hey, we got that going for us. Hey, well, it's not bad. I mean, we at least finally got it going. Right. And cause it only took us four years to do that. But, uh, but yeah. So, so uh, things happening this week. So, we had Stay the Union that happened this week, um, which I had to watch with Christiana because she had to play uh, Stay the Union bingo for her AP government class. And she thought it was so exciting. What kind of things were on her bingo card? Uh, there was inflation, there was oil, there was child tax credit, um, there was uh, KBJ, uh, there was uh, uh, Build Back Better. I mean, you know, the usual stuff. Um, she also had to, like, pick the over-under on number of uh, uh, standing ovations that Biden would get. Ah, uh, yes, yes. Um, I will mention, though, that on the first day of Women's History Month, it was pretty great to see a female vice president and a female speaker of the House standing behind the president. So that yes. was pretty cool. Yeah, it was true. I am a little worried about the speaker, though. Um, there was at one point during the speech, she stood up so quickly for an applause line that she almost knocked herself down. I mean, it happens sometimes. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, if she falls from way up there on the rostrum, that, that's just not a good look. Yeah, that, that's a problem. But, you know, the there's got to be someone down there to break her fall, right? 
Yeah, I'm sure. Secret Service or Capitol Police or somebody. Uh, actually, that's what the clerk's supposed to do, right? That's what the house clerk... The house clerk is supposed to catch the speaker. If that isn't true, then make it so. Make it so. Um, the other, the only problem I had with the State of the Union was it was on at the same time as the Michigan-Michigan State basketball game, which was in Ann Arbor. Uh, and so I didn't get a chance to see it. I was seeing the scores, but, uh, you know, it was a kind of a close game, you know. 87 to 70. That's, that's close. Well, I'm trying to be nice to our friends in East Lansing. So it was funny because I did actually watch most of the game. Um, I chose not to watch the State of the Union this time. And uh, I watched the game. And at one point, I had to take the dog out. And I was worried because it was when Michigan State was actually on a little bit of a hot streak. And I worried about leaving because I didn't want to come back to them being even closer <laughs> in the score. So went outside, came back, and they actually were even, Michigan was even more ahead than they had been when I left. So nice. I was not un unhappy about that at all. <laughs> yeah, looking at the box scores, Hunter Dickinson with 33 points. Holy that cow. was insane. At one point, I, I messaged our friend Carrie and another friend of mine and was like, did they just say that Hunter Dickinson had 30 points? <laughs> yeah, he went 13 for 19. Played 32 minutes. 33 points in 32 minutes. That's, like, impressive. I will say something cool towards the end of the game that they did, though. Um, so uh, Coach Martelli pulled the starters out, and, like, they, like, the new guys came in, and they like the starters were on the sideline up on their feet cheering and doing everything they could to keep the morale up of the team for the rest of the game even though they were the you know the the like further down the bench players it was really kind of cool to watch them do that especially this time of the year because uh you know it's the seniors last homestand or you know wrapping up their careers and and you never know what's going on with the with the tournament committee, so it's always good to see that sort of thing happen. Especially yeah, it was a for, lot of fun uh, to watch. Uh, especially for, uh, what's his face, Falds? I think that's how you pronounce his name. He got in there, uh, Jaron? Yeah, Jaron Falds, I think is, is his name. He got in there for two minutes, <laughs> went one for two from the free throw line, um, and uh, two, two personal fouls in two minutes. That, I mean, that takes talent. Rick Mahorn would be very proud of him. <laughs> Especially because he wears number 44. So, Yeah, it was, a, I mean, it was a, it was a fun game to watch. Obviously, um, I was happy with the outcome. Um, so no complaints here. Right, so, but uh, we're what, two, three weeks from the tournament. So we'll, uh, I think for the next podcast, as we start to see what the brackets look like, we'll have to do like our, our, NCAA big dance show and make our picks and share them with the public and see who be who between the two of us has the greater basketball prognostication powers. I mean, it's probably you, but I just might get luckier. I think the last time I pulled together the Wordham's bracket, you got I wouldn't say it was luckier. You kicked my ass. <laughs> I did pretty good. You whipped me. <laughs> And I think the year before that, you whooped me too. So, this I mean, is my year. I feel it. This is my you year. You need to you need to change your strategy. I just need to play this while you're picking 
the bracket. Um, library. Library. <laughs> and for oh, those, man. You, well, for those of you keeping count, that's the third time that I've played it in this show. Man, soon, 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 I will have that piece of paper. <laughs> soon, soon for sure. So, uh, tell you what, friends, thank you for listening. We do appreciate it. Don't forget, if you see something that makes you go, what the F and what, drop us a line so we can mention you as a special correspondent or even have you on the show sometime if you want to call in. Follow the show on social media at facebook.com slash what the F and what on Anchor at anchor.fm, uh, W-T-E-W, and on the web at whattheffandwhat.wordpress.com. You can follow me on Facebook at facebook.com slash aclock, and on Instagram at fallingstar924 and at geekgirlreadsitall, and on TikTok at fallingstar924. Follow me on Facebook at facebook.com slash dqworthams, and on Twitter at DQ Wortham's, and also on my blog at DaveWortham's.com. So, from the home office in Kalamazoo, Michigan, and the remote office from Okemos, Michigan, remember... Go Blue! Go Broncos! We'll see you later. There's a growing feeling of hysteria Condition to respond to all the threats And the rhetorical speeches of the Soviet Mr. Khrushchev said he will be Subscribe to this point of view would be such an ignorant thing to do If the Russians love their children too How can I save my little boy From Oppenheimer's deadly toy There is no monopoly of common sense On either side of the political Intro music was Prayer for Ukraine, sung by the Ukrainian Chorus Dumka of New York, introduced by Cecily Strong and Kate McKinnon from NBC's Saturday Night Live. The outro music was Russians by Sting. The sound clip of Stephen Colbert was from the February 3rd, 2022 episode of The Late Show with Stephen Colbert. The sound clip of Graham Norton and Denzel Washington is from Series 12, Episode 12 of The Graham Norton Show, which ran in 2013. Arsenio Hall's sound clip comes from the original Coming to America movie. And by now, you should all know that Tay Diggs saying library is from when he called me, and you should really be jealous of that. Well, good for you, girl. Um, library. Library. <laughs>